Hi, part two. This is going to be part two of the Tim talk on making art a way of your life, a way of life, or being having a creation creative process in your life where you as part of your life you create with nature and that deepens your connection. And part one was about my photography, and I want to continue that and read you some more quotes. Uh, that I've written for my photography books, and then we can expand on them. And they all apply to deepening our relationship with nature. This one's called Slide Film. And just to let you know, uh, if, if you didn't hear the Tim talk before, I'm an, a film photographer, I use slide film. I know I'm antiquated that way. I love it. And here's part of the reason why. It's called Slide Film. Once I complete a photographic shoot, a journey into nature with my FM2 Nikon camera, I come home and mail my film in to be developed. This is when I get really excited. You see, there's the profound joy of being on a shoot and engaging with the natural world in such an intimate way as only a film photographer can know. That is part one of this process. Part two is waiting for the slides to return and looking at them on my light table. This is beyond a wonderful experience. I relive the physical experience again. Every sacred moment that a, that a photograph was taken, I relive at my light table with my slides. This process becomes sacred to me. It's, it's something I cherish in my life. Part three is also amazing. That's when I again choose my best slides and enlarge them and create my photo books which are my final works of art. Again, I get to relive all those sacred moments in nature. Sometimes I go into my photographs in this process and find completely new things within them I missed in the field. Part four brings more joy. I get to share my photographs with people. I get to tell my story. It's beautiful to see the joy the photographs bring to people and see how they get inspired by them to go out into nature and to protect nature. Again, this process takes me back to the precious time in the field when the photograph was taken. Part five is, of course, the best of all. I go back to nature and photograph again. My Nikon FM2, my slide film, together we live a dream come true. Here's a really wonderful one I love. It's, it's entitled The Light. The light is the paintbrush. All day, every day, a new painting appears. The photographer sees the masterpiece, frames it, and snaps it. Many places in nature can be photographed over and over again. Each time, a new work of art is revealed as the light comes forth. Whether you're a photographer or not, out in nature, just watch the light. Just watch it. Watch how it hits plants. Meadows, fields, water, trees, and just let those places where the light grabs you, let your eyes go deeper into that spot. And there can be a lot of amazing, wonderful things waiting for you there. Hope. This one's entitled Flower Photographer. To photograph a flower is to photograph color as perfect as color can be. Flowers and color speak to our hearts. A full heart is a good thing. 
The challenge for the photographer is to know when the true flower color is present and to capture it, allowing the heart to fully receive through one's eyes. Again, I'll just mention, the heart is the key here. The heart is the way we can relate to nature so deeply by communicating with our heart, by allowing it to open up and reach out and bring nature into it. It's, I cannot tell you how connecting that is. Here's one I wrote called Photographer and the Tree. A photographer takes a tree, perfect as the tree is, and adds more. Like a fall yellow leaf maple, like a beam of light through the fog, like more trees. Like the perfect light, which only happens rarely, a photographer puts it in a frame and gives it borders. A photographer pulls it out of the whole forest. A photographer shares it with the world at large, sometimes a few, sometimes many. It hopefully brings joy, amazement, beauty, and connectedness if this happens. That connectedness and amazement, then we, if that, ha if this happens, that connectedness and amazement, then we've done our work. Hopefully we won't forget that we are part of the whole earth and it is part of us. That's what makes a good nature photographer. That's a photographer's dream. And we are the earth. This one's called the nature of a photographer. To photo... To the, to the photographer of nature, wildlands anywhere become our pilgrimage spots. Nature always calls us home. Our cameras and film become alive with the wilderness of the place. And if and when we capture that sacred wilderness in our photographs, well, then we have climbed to the top of the mountain. That's our peak. It's not about fame. It's not about money or anything else like that. It's about the lure of place and sharing it if we get lucky enough to do so. In the end, if the sharing doesn't happen, I think most photographers would cha wouldn't change a thing. That's nature photographers. They would keep on going to wild lands, making their pilgrimages to the places that call to their hearts. Home again and again, it's calling, calling you home. Again, going over and over again into places in nature, each time allows you to go deeper and to learn more and to have a more intimate experience. I highly recommend it. Mike, being a photographer, I do this continuously over and over. But even without a camera, I would be doing it all the time. And I do, I don't take my camera all the time with me. Um, so I cannot recommend that enough. This one's called Free Your Eyes. To see more deeply, free your eyes from your brain. Your brain does its best to control your sight. Give your eyes freedom and enter a whole new world. This makes a good photographer a great photographer. This is how our earth-loving ancestors saw the land much of their lives. This connects earth heart to human heart. Imagine connecting earth heart to human heart. That is a defining moment in a person's life, a game changer. This one's called To Look. 
To look deeply into nature with an open heart is to be the earth and to know how she, the earth, feels. I look into the earth with my camera, and when I do it, for that moment, I am the best I can be. Nature makes good people. It can't be any other way. This is why I'll speak to parents for a moment. Raise your children with nature. Let them play in nature. Let them have freedom in nature. Don't over-control them. And they will learn from the earth and they will become wonderful people. This one's called Photographs Jumping Into Me. When I take a photograph and share with, and share with people, I always hope that the scene in the photograph will jump into the viewer. I hope it will, I hope it will go fill them with wonder and love and joy. Fill them with wonder, love, and joy. To look at any beautiful scene in nature is filling yourself up with love, wonder, and joy, which can only equal good things. So I want to just wrap up here by saying, again, think, if, be creative. Um, often in my classes, I, uh, Someone will say, who's an artist here? Maybe one person will raise their hand or two. And then I look around and I talk to people and I say, well, what do you, do you do any kind of art? Oh yeah, I sketch, I draw. You know, well, do you do any kind of art? I'll say to someone else, oh yeah, I paint once in a while or I like to stack rocks or this and that. You don't have to make a living to be an artist and you don't have to be Michelangelo to be an artist. It's not about how good Art, art doesn't necessarily have to be judged in the way we judge certain things in life. It's, it's a creative thing, and we simply enjoy it or not. It, it'll inspire us if it's meant to be. And it might inspire me and might not inspire the next person. The next person might get inspired by some piece of art, and I won't be. That's okay. That's the beauty of it. And again, I want to just point out, as I wrap up, the greatest artist of all is our mother earth and all the things that live upon her it's called living art whether it's a tree silhouetted against the top of a mountain with the sun setting behind it or ocean waves coming in or beautiful reflection on a lake or a pond or a stream it's endless it's endless the key is get out into nature it's the best place to be absorb it and if you work with it creativity, creativity in a creative way, get your hands on it, move rocks, stack rocks, make medicine wheels, make circles, you will learn how to speak to the earth. Let the earth be your artistic teacher um, and to fill you up with beauty and life will be good. Oh. You know, I started these talks and I still believe they're mostly for uh, our alumni and future students, people who are interested in coming to our school, 
um, to continue with the teachings of the school and or and or to be introduced to the teachings of the school which if I had to break it down it would be to build a deep personal relationship with nature reclaim our birthright to be close to our earth in a personal way um, and uh, a call to action uh, a willingness to take on the idea of becoming an earth caretaker as one of the purposes if not the main purpose of our life on earth that's what these talks are about i hope they inspire people um and i'd love to hear from you on ideas for talks you might like to hear and questions you might have if i brought any up